Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Unscripted Playbook Podcast. I'm BJ. I have Jonathan here. He's back. He's ready. I'm to back, roll. baby. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Basketball is and back, baby. <laughs> remember the rule, Beach. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, Thank okay. you. We're good now. Awesome. Uh, I think a great way to open August 24th, 824, is talking about Kobe Bryant Day. So, um, Jay, I'm going to throw it to you, and I'm going to try and elongate my question as much as possible to, to give you a chance to think about your favorite Kobe Bryant memory. There's the 81-point game. There's a 60-point game to finish his career. Um, there is so many. Five rings, the the lob to Shaq uh, against Portland, Game 7, West Finals. What's one thing that comes to mind when you think of Kobe Bryant? What's your favorite memory? Uh, no, just to put a caveat out there. Uh, obviously, I did, did not know this was coming. And to be very, very honest, like we usually are, I love Kobe I love Kobe as he was at the end of his career, and I loved Kobe after his playing career, but I did not like him as a player. Maybe I'm not the only one, but I was not a fan of his arrogance, uh, but that's just me. Was he the best around? Yeah, absolutely one of them. Um, but the biggest memory for me is my first big boy job in Toronto in 2005, I want to say it was. I was working and I was staying late, and I felt so cool that I was staying late and um, I got an email in my Hotmail account because I was just wrapping up my work. It was probably like, I don't know. I don't know what time the game would be, but it was probably 7, 38 o'clock. I decided to stay late and I, I had my outdoor rink stuff to go to an outdoor rink after work because I had absolutely no responsibilities in my life. So I just worked until eight o'clock, went straight to the rink uh, and I decided to check my Hotmail and I saw an email. It was from... I don't remember even who it was from. It might've been from Greg. It might've been from Greg Seppala or my brother. I can't remember exactly, but the subject was wow, dot, dot, dot. And the body was 81 points. And I had no idea what was going on because I was in an office by myself and I really didn't clue in. And obviously I think I, I think we had cell phones back then. So I texted somebody that wrote me or someone else. And I said, what am I missing here? And they said, Kobe Bryant just scored 81 points against the Raptors. It was against the Raptors, right? Yep. I, that, that, that's a big memory for me. Uh, I, I just don't understand how I'm getting an email. Like, was the game early? Because there's no way I was still at work after that game ended. How am I getting that email so late? I think it was a Sunday, because usually on the West Coast in LA... They usually tip off sometimes at three o'clock, our time. But I'm not going to be working. I'm not working on a Sunday. Oh yeah, you're not working. Anyway, on a Sunday. there's a weird that's hole in my story. There. Obviously, there but is. that's obviously you're lying. But yeah, but yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I did not know this was coming, but I made up this fabricated story, which is pretty right. impressive. If I did, no, that's what I remember for him. And again, I was. Uh, I remember Kobe as a player. I didn't necessarily love, but I knew he was fucking good. Really, mm -hmm. really good. What about you? Favorite Kobe Bryant memory. There's so many to choose from. But for me, I think it was like him as an 18-year-old um, being put in a really tough situation against Utah in a playoffs elimination game. They turned to an 18-year-old at the end of regulation, at the end of overtime, to help them win the game. And he failed miserably. Four mm -hmm. air balls in five minutes. But I think that's what propelled him to be so successful in his career. He could have taken... Uh, my career's over. I just blew it. 
But instead, he was like, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to, what, like, what I wish more, I don't want to say children, but kids would do today is deal with some adversity, be resilient, and push through it, which is what he did. So that's are you probably saying my that, favorite thing. Are you saying that that's right not happening? Are you saying that that's not happening? That is not happening. <laughs> that we've, is uh, not happening today. We've touched on that. We've touched yes. on that once or twice. Yes. So usually if they have a shitty game like that, if that happened today, if new age Kobe, someone else, like as good as Kobe, had that game, what do you think they would do? You think they'd ask for a trade? <laughs> I think they would quit. I think they'd ask for a trade. I think their career is over. Imagine After what would happen on social air media. Balls, five minutes. Four air balls. Not like he missed a shot. He didn't touch the rim. Didn't touch the backboard. Yeah. And that would be tough to come back from. But Kobe Bryant did. Yeah, he's and a pretty more. strong guy. Pretty strong dude. And without the social media aspect, I think it was a maybe less. Now, if you were to do that, can you imagine what would happen oh. to you on social media? People would attack you because that's what people like to do. Right. But uh, I actually don't remember that, Beach. I, I don't remember you don't that. don't remember that? Wow. No. Well, he was 18, so, I mean, how old would he, would he have been yesterday? How old would he have turned yesterday? 43, I 40 think 40-something, right? Yeah, 43, I think. Okay, so I was 21-ish when that happened, so were you. Where the You think I was watching that when I was 21? I was probably, I don't know where I was. But you were watching that game live, or you just remember seeing the highlights? I mean, I used to watch a lot of basketball. Especially but you're not watching I'm... Utah versus L.A., that I watched a lot of late. games. I watched, that started late, though, Beach. Yeah, but dude, man, I stay up late now for playoff hockey, like till till midnight. One at one. Yeah, 1 but you're not going out to the bar, like you know, you'd go to the bar instead of watching that game. Back well, then, depends what night it was. Well, I was dragging you out. I was, without question, I was influencing you to go out that night. Probably oh, I want to stay home and watch. I want to stay home and watch the Lakers. Like, you probably game. watched their Gracies. Let's be honest. We probably watched yeah. it. We've watched <laughs> what? a lot of playoff hockey and a lot of basketball games at Gracies at the drink. I, I get really into games, especially yes. if they're big games. Yes. But if you want me to not be into a game, take me to Gracies <laughs> on a Friday or Saturday or a Tuesday. And say to me, don't worry, the game will be on there. And I'll be like, oh, cool, cool. Okay, okay. You, you know me. The second I walk in that door, I have zero concept of that oh, game. it's over. It's I don't over. even care if it's on TV. I don't even notice it's on TV. By the way, oh, we man. never went to Gracie's on a Friday or Saturday because those were scary nights. It was always Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Why was it scary on Friday or Saturday? Was it busier? It was, every other night was like, at the time for us, that's what we are now cougar and jaguars like oh. they but like tuesday was was our was our at that time was our age category <laughs> i'm not gonna say what but yeah for no sure. at that i like the way you said it at that time it was at our that's, age category correct it's yeah, a way different way of saying that sentence <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember uh, speaking of memories i remember and you were with me for sure you were with me we were watching the leafs phillies sorry the leafs flyers game at my house and i it finished in regulation and it was a Tuesday night and we looked at each other and we're like, okay, this is going to OT. It's now nine 45. We know it's going to take us 20 minutes to actually get our shit together and get to Gracie's. Either we stay here at my house and watch overtime or we have to get to Gracie's because we're going to be fucked up. The lineup's too big. We have to go now. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go. We forego, we were foregoing the game. No one had smartphones back then that we couldn't watch it. We had flip phones, I think. And I remember being in line, 
We were maybe 10, 20 people, 20 people back from the front. And this guy shows up walking towards the back of the line with a Philly jersey. And he's like, woo. <laughs> and you and I were obviously drinking in the line. And we're like, what happened? What happened? He goes, Ronick, baby. So Ronick scored the game winner in a huge game against the Leafs to either knock them out or put them at the brink of elimination. And I remember being so excited because it was really cold. It was playoff mm-hmm. hockey. So that means it's what? Warm-ish. But when's playoffs usually in the NHL? Isn't it like? Playoffs are usually April. M- April. Yeah, so it was warming yeah. up. And uh, I remember he had a Flyers jersey and a jacket on. And I, that's a memory that I that sticks out in my head. Every time I drive by, I think of us waiting in line, missing overtime just to get... Listen to us. We're missing sports just to get into wait in line. So that Sounds about right back then. My fa- my memory of Gracie's was watching the Sens, I'll never forget this, Carolina Hurricanes on TV in Carolina. We watched a game. We probably had a few drinks afterwards. And then we got dressed, went to Gracie's, and then we saw Spezza mm-hmm. and Emery and McGratton. And I think Redden was there that night as well. It was a few of them. Neil as well. All of them at the bar. And we're like, how the fuck did they get here so fast? <laughs> we were so confused. I wonder how long they waited in the line. <laughs> no chance. So that may or may not have been the same night that we saw Peter Schaefer walk in with a six pack of Corona. Yes. That was he the same night. He walked in with an open six pack. One of those that baskets. That was the same night. That he had a long, night. light brown trench coat, and he had the coiffed hair. Peter Schaefer. <laughs> we all remember the goofy-looking Peter Schaefer. And he walked right by everybody, and he brought his own beer. It was towards the end of the night where it was kind of it was kind of thinning out, and he just walked right in. And uh, probably a different night, Mike Fisher was in the back right table. Yeah. And I had known about it. I saw him. I gave him the, the wave, and that was about it. He was kind of burying and hiding himself. Then I'm at the bar, and I see this girl carrying a hockey stick over her head, trying to squeeze by to get to the back. And I didn't think anything of it. And then she came back the other direction. So I had to stop her. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? She goes, I just got Mike Fisher to sign my stick. Oh my God, I'm so excited. 30 seconds later, I look over, Mike Fisher walking out of the bar. And I look at him and I I had to say something. I go, Mike, what happened? He goes, no, man, that's enough. I've been discovered. I got to get out of here. Because if a girl's bringing in a (laughs) hockey stick to get it signed, that was him thinking I've had enough. We always, man, that, that was a, that was because we never saw, we used to see them like in small little bubbles. Like we used to see like Begraden and Emery, they went everywhere around Ottawa. And then we used to see like Spezza and Emery. But that night there was like seven or eight senators out. I don't know why. I don't know what was going on. So you were saying they played in Carolina that night? They were in Carolina that night and they ended up at the bar before us. That's impossible. I swear by it. I swear by it. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. And we didn't leave right after the game. We stuck around for a bit. We had a few drinks, played a few video games like we always did. And then we went downtown. We went to Grace. It must have been a home game, first of all. No, it was not a home game. I remember. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I fine. Remember. So secondly, it must have been like one of those awkward Sunday night 6 p.m. games or something. And they took a charter would at be at Gracie's on a si- No, it was a Tuesday night. I remember it. I remember it well. It's impossible, Beach. It's That's not absolutely. Impossible. They didn't it land an airplane on Merivale. They That's also impossible. fly. They also fly private. Don't forget sure, about that. Sure, but they have to go to an airport. Sure, and then the airport like, is nowhere boom. near Merivale. No, <laughs> boom. Airport's not boom. near anything. Boom. <laughs> How far? Okay. 
We might so they what? They got dressed and pre-drank on the airplane, and yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. Wouldn't that part, me. that part makes sense. Wouldn't shock me. And then Schaefer walks out with a fucking <laughs> six-pack of Corona. Oh man, that was one of the the classiest moves I've ever seen. Schaefer uh, still, till this day, has the most underrated goal in NHL history. T- the flick up and then d- and kind of like yes. soften it with his backhand. Yes, so if underrated. No one. Crosby talks about did. That. If Crosby did that goal, people would be like, Crosby scored the greatest goal of all time. But because it was Peter Schaefer, never third line, talk about third line it. winger, nobody gives a fuck. He was crafty. He was he a was little very crafty, very noodly, very skinny, very wobbly. But man, you remember his number? Pop quiz fifteen. Yeah, and then I think he changed to twenty seven. Changed it to twenty seven because of heat. Yeah. yeah. Good memories, man. Wow, uh, that question took seven. a serious turn. Props to Kobe. Obviously, big shout out to Kobe. Crazy. How did sad. we get from? Kobe to the sense. I have no idea. Anyways. Memories. Continue. It was memories, sports memories. That would be, yes. that could, that could take up a whole episode. I'm literally cutting us off. We might have to, yeah, come back to that. But is that interesting to our listeners? I guess we know most of our listeners. So that would be, that could be interesting because I bet you a lot of memories that we've shared were shared by almost everyone that we know, because I only make friends with people who like sports. <laughs> <laughs> so I guarantee you they experienced all of them, and most yeah. of them are from Ottawa or Toronto, and they started here at one point. That is true. Uh, very interesting. Uh, okay, before I go into a topic, I'm going to do. I got three little. Uh, I got three little topics that are kind of a. Is this important or is this irrelevant? Okay. okay. Number one. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> one's serious. One's not really that serious. It's more of a joke, and the third is a joke. <laughs> Full out joke. Okay, first is the rather serious one. Um, Tim Tebow getting released. Is this news? Is this relevant? Is this useless? So irrelevant. Saw it coming from a mile away. Next question, please. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's a legitimate athlete. He failed at quarterback. He failed at baseball. Why can't he be a tight end? I know you're trying to sewer me in. Yeah, okay, thank you. Because like, I could just decide right now that I'm going to go play fucking... Ice hockey in the NHL. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. You defended J.R. Smith. Different. J.R. Smith is a scratch golfer. He's a scratch golfer. Tebow's a crazy good athlete. It does it, Not even a no. great thrower. No. It's completely different. Were you okay when Jordan went because to Because J.R. Smith has been playing ba- uh, golf longer than team T- Tim Tebow has been playing tight end. Not okay, football, what about Jordan? What about Jordan end. going to baseball? Also, same. Yeah, but you know what? He actually grew up playing baseball. So yeah, I, I feel like I chose Jordan. That's probably a bad, uh, it's a bad, a example. bad example for me you to concede something. Is because uh, I just get no, the sense but, I could be wrong, but I get the sense. Correct but he also wrong. didn't play. He did. He also didn't play in the major in major league baseball. Next question. Ready? No, no. Confirm or deny. He he, what league did he play in? Who? Tebow? Jordan. Jordan. Oh, like the minors? He never played a game with the White Sox, did he? Never played a game with the White Sox, ever, because he was not good enough. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, sorry, uh, go on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you remember <laughs> last week? Let's yes. make a quick correction. Um, they have to go 17-0 because it's an 18... I think you realize it too. Uh, yeah, it's an 18-week yeah. schedule with a bye, so they have to win 17 total. Right. Um, the Bucks are 0-2. It's just preseason. I know. It means nothing. That's why. That's why. I was that it your trick? Was half that your serious? Yeah, that was the tricky that was, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, that's not the joke one. That was the half serious one. 
But oh, I thought that was a joke. Is it is it worth noting that Brady is only fifty? He's only throwing fifty percent. What do you mean fifty percent? He's so far out of the two games. He's he's completing fifty percent of his passes. It is that not anything? I don't know, Beach. He's one for two for nine yards. That's a bit concerning. That's not a lot of yardage. I hate you so much. <laughs> this okay, is like the stupid team one. U- this the is like one. this is like Team USA not winning the Olympics. I was right about that. Did, did I not say they would be fine? Yeah, yeah, we all knew that. No, Wait, you, you actually were think like I'm serious. You actually think were, I'm serious that I'm concerned the Bucks are on two. Brady played two snaps. That's concerning. He went one 50%. for two. It's concerning. For I think nine, Team Tebow could do better in the preseason. Yeah, because he. Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I cannot keep track of who's in the NFL right now. Like, I feel like it's an entirely new roster. Every name I see, I've never heard of them. Yeah. And everyone who I thought was elite and good is like clinging to contracts. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, okay. Last but, last but certainly not least, did you, are you, is this news? Okay. Kanye West revealed where Drake lives and posted his address on, on social media to show What's where going? Drake lives. What's going on with them? Jesus. Serious beef. Did you hear about, do you, do you know where it started? Uh, someone dropped a lyric in a song that offended somebody. <laughs> I don't actually care. And there's someone called PD Pablo or Meek Mill or Mizzy Wizzy. I have no idea what his name is. It actually, someone is involved. Okay. Here, actually, give me the history. I'll give you the history. It came from the shop. Drake talked about it on the shop. Did you see that's that episode? That's how it all started. That's how it all started. And that was like two years ago? Yeah. Maybe? Drake wore like a funky, colorful sweater and he talked about his son. Yes. But I so what happened was little. Kanye invited him down to his studio. Drake went. I'm just going to give the Coles notes. Oh, okay. Want, okay. I do. And stole you know talk about? theft. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, he ran, he, he ran some of his own beats and lyrics by Drake. And he was like, you can have it. And then he basically took, like, was it a song or a few songs from Drake's album or something and made it his? Like, he was trying to get in. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, what he did was he gathered information off Drake, used it in one of his songs to diss Drake, and ever since then, they've had beef. I thought it was that drake went over to visit him and they did some things together and drake like kind of gave him ideas for a song and lyrics and kanye kind of stole it and claimed it was his own that's kind of no. what i heard but no it was, it was he get he someone out there listen he, let's like, put drake, this out there and ask yeah. if someone knows give us no, the real beef i'm telling you what happened I'm no telling i don't you exactly. trust you you're flaky you're, you're, you're <laughs> this has something to do with jordan you're biased to jordan this and drake likes jordan. jordan no but this drake is... likes jordan he loves basketball. He likes Jordan and you're biased to Jordan. I don't know. I, I feel like Kanye is a good guy and he doesn't do anything wrong. So I'm siding with Kanye. Your sarcasm this episode is highly annoying. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I had a I had a um, a black cherry neutral vodka soda earlier. Clearly, it is making me more, more and more uh, sarcastic. Okay. Those are the last I'm, of my, are they I'm important tired. or are they not? Those were, I don't know. That was a debacle. Can we erase that from this episode? Okay. Nope. Moving along. Moving along to my actual topic. is It'll be brief. It'll sure. be brief. Okay. I watched The Malice at the Palace. Nice. Really good. I knew I knew most of this already, but they didn't really show me these like hidden camera angles and all that bullshit that they <laughs> hyped about it. They showed me a few, but whatever. Um, we've talked about this before, and I want to re- reiterate what I said before. Anyone who does something to an athlete or anyone who approaches an athlete on the court 
should be knocked out, should have, should be, the player should be given the right to knock this player unconscious and -hmm. attack them however they want physically. Going into the stands, crazy, 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 but like, you don't throw, you don't throw a bottle at a player. You just don't. They're not lions in a cage. You don't do that. So I get it. And yeah, Meta World Peace slash um, Ron Artest, bit of a loose cannon. But dude, it's not his fault. He was going through a mental thing right then. He can attack you. So anyway, I just wanted to reiterate the fact that the guy who threw it, they found out who it was, eh? They found out who it was. Yeah. And nothing happened to him. No, they did. They they charged him. What, he got prosecuted with like, what, community service or something? uh, They prosecuted him. I think he got 30 days in jail with community service, which isn't a lot. Oh, I didn't think it was even that much because they yeah. they saw him and he was doing interviews being like, yeah, oh, it wasn't me. Like he was laughing about it. It was mm-hmm. obviously him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just want to reiterate, I know Akbar was saying how he's like, no, we shouldn't hurt them. No, they, that that kid, that kid who walked on with the boss, with the Detroit Pistons jersey and walked on the, the court with his, his hands cocked, ready to go. Like, do you feel bad that? That Not guy got hit in the face? All. Every fan that was doing something stupid and got punched in the face fully deserved it. Did Especially you see the-, the fan that went, because what happens with those things is the players, go, like even Ron Artest talked about it. He was like trying to get out of there. He knew he was safest on the court because that's where the security guards were. And the fact the fan was able to walk on, clench his fist and try to attack him. I am so happy he got knocked the fuck out. But I, and I I'm wish so, he got hit harder. And he that other guy, enough. yeah, he didn't get hard enough. Jermaine O'Neal slipped. I hoped, I wish he didn't slip. He I still wish. connected, though. They said he didn't connect, he, but he still connected. He connected at like 60%. I wish he connected at 100. I wish. Was it the same guy or different guy? Different guy. And they interviewed that guy, eh? And he was defending his actions? Like, what the hell? Fucking idiots, honestly. I I have zero tolerance for those idiots. Anyway, that was a quick one. I just wanted to bring it up that I saw it. I I thought it was good. I'm glad you watched it. I thought it was well done. I I feel bad for Jermaine O'Neal. You? Very bad. He is a good player. But dude, I'm sorry. If you and I are playing basketball and someone comes on the court and tries to punch you, am I not supposed to punch that person? Oh, I would expect you. I would be pissed if you didn't. Because I would go, definitely do the same for, same thing for you. And you have. You have actually I, stepped I have in, I think, actually, and tried yeah. to punch somebody. Remember the yeah. red back, nice backpack guy? The red backpack guy <laughs> and Oliver's? Yes, I do remember that. Oh, my that. God. That was um, probably the one and only fight I've ever been involved in. No, I remember you were with Richie, and someone used the N-word to you downtown. Oh, yeah. Near, yeah, uh, yeah. And you, yeah, that, I remember that one. That, that wasn't one Richie. That wasn't Richie. That was another guy. I can't even remember that guy. You were with he a guy who could fight, this, too. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. He was he was actually a white guy. He got more he got more angry than I did. I love that. Those yeah, it was best, impressive. Man. But yeah. Um can we talk about the weird random I knew this happened, but it was weird the way they situated it. You know, our team was obviously like Jermaine O'Neal, bit of a loose cannon, Ron Artest, bit of a loose cannon. We we had to do something about it. Cue them <laughs> announcing that they're <laughs> signing Steven Jackson, <laughs> a fucking loose cannon extraordinaire. Yeah. And I'm thinking the owner is like thinking this is some sort of solution. Yeah, he was like crazy clutch and super good, but that guy is ready to go. And honestly, that is a guy I want on my fucking side. All three of those guys you want, because you don't want to play against those guys. You just hope they can keep it together. But like, 
Fuck. Coaching those yeah. guys would be like, you guys, we're gonna run this. Is that, is that cool? Is that <laughs> unless you have a different idea, Ron? Is this gonna make you happy? Jermaine O'Neal was actually pretty cool. Like he, like he, just from watching him his entire career, like he was actually a perf- like a professional basketball player. He did everything right. He showed up to practice. Was all about the team. Worked. His yeah, ass I didn't off. get a thug. But uh, when I was watching, I wasn't seeing a thug. Bu- a thug vibe from that him from no. him at all. Not at nope. all. Like it's one of those, like you know, obviously stereotypes. The way he dresses and the way he braids his hair, people look at him and be like, "Oh, that guy's that guy's a thug." Not even close. That Have guy you is seen like a pro's pro. I agree with that. Poor guy, really. And that poor Reggie. I mean, I'm not wasn't the hugest Reggie fan either, but he that was his chance. I, I do feel I bad know. that Reggie didn't get the championship. I agree. Um, can we talk about the outfits that athlete, that NBA players wore in the '90s on Slam Magazine, like? I'm telling you, blazers that went past their knees. I so do not baggy. So baggy. And the backwards basketball jerseys, <laughs> so bizarre. Anyway, I'm glad baggy is gone. I did it. I was I was all about I it. I think everyone went through a baggy phase, and now it's like the opposite. It's like the skinny jean phase. I don't know which one's going to happen next. Uh, okay, cool. Sorry, man. It'll That's be it. in between. It'll be half baggy, half. Yeah, but everybody gross. did it. Like, I saw this photo of MJ, Kobe, LeBron, Duncan, and they were all like wearing uh, suits, and they the pants were like fallen to the bottom, like like they their pants were were underneath their shoes. That's how baggy. Yeah, like curtains. They were like bagging yes. up at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like elephant feet. Like and, and Jordan who always is their had seamstress? those. <laughs> Jordan Jordan doesn't own a, t- a tailored suit. He never needed to. He was, his prime was during bagginess and he always had the most free flowing suits. Did you notice that? They were never thick. They were always like thin and loose. Whenever he was in that documentary, they weren't like a hard material. His shoulders massive. Yeah, pads. Yeah, just huge. And then he'd take them off and his pants were up to his like yes his chest. I know, like an old man yeah he's got like very i think he's got very long legs and his torso is very small i think i, I don't know i i know exactly what you're talking about too it's not it's <laughs> that can't pass now women dress like that now women have the high-waisted jeans <laughs> the high-waisted jeans yeah. are you a fan high-waisted jeans it depends i don't know <laughs> oh, it's not it's best we don't go there because you know how i feel about that Gives them the high bum. The fact, it's like their the bum is like on their. It's, it's under the pockets. Like it's on their kidney. There, it's there's like, there's there's the belt, then there's their lower back, <laughs> then there's the pockets, and then there's their bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four stories down. Does Monica own any uh, high waisted jeans? She has a couple yeah. of them. I mean, yeah. post pregnancy, I, I think you have the carte blanche to to dress however you want, however you're comfortable. Fair. I get that. Fair, fair. Um, Nat, but Nat has a pair. She actually pulls them off very well. They're actually yeah. labeled mom jeans now. Beach. Oh, I saw really? one of her jeans on the floor. I looked at them, and it says "mom jeans." Mm. They were an SNL skit. They mocked the hell out of them. They Did made they a skit actually? about. Oh, back in the nineties, I got. They see made this. fun of how moms wear those stupid jeans and now they've named them mom jeans and now they're sought out by like stylish women it's crazy oh man what the fuck style don't get me started that's why i wish we had akbar on here because he would have he'd be loving this because he knows oh. style he knows it well we got to get him on yeah well i messaged him earlier i'm not sure if he's responded yet have he has he he said something i don't know what he said but we'll move on oh he said he just put his daughter to bed and he's about to eat okay 
Yeah, I mean, nine o'clock dinner, France, so French. Hey, hey Akbar, hey, <laughs> voulez-vous des frites? <laughs> <laughs> to mange, uh, no, anyways, moving on. That's pretty good, Peach. That was good. Yeah. Mange. Can you try try to One say, word. are you enjoying your dinner? Just try and say that in French. No, I can't. No, it's <laughs> you thought about it's it. It's embarrassing. Thanks. It's embarrassing. Um, I want to talk about, I brought this up with Sean, and I, I want your input on it, and then I would love to elaborate on it. Um, Katie and Draymond blame Kerr and Myers for Katie leaving. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. So they Kevin Durant si- and Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. They did a sit-down interview. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. Apparently, they, they, they weren't happy with how the organization handled their argument. Right. Was it all from that one episode, one, one, one game where Durant's clapping, yelling for the ball, Draymond decides to be a hero, tries to dribble it, fumbles it, loses the game? Yeah, I believe is, so against the Clippers. If it was against the Clippers, yeah. And they had a blow up on the bench. And mm-hmm. you could see they were pissed off. And who knows what happened from there? Like, we knew it was a thing, but apparently KD said the reason he left is because he didn't like and respect the way that organiza- the organization handled it. Is that what it was? They both said that. Green, Green said that, and KD said that. And they said because of the, yeah, basically because of the way it was handled, that that's why KD left. The fact that both of them, I can see it being like Draymond is pissed off because they came at him and they're like, dude, that's KD. You pass on the ball. What are you doing? They side with KD. That's what I thought would have happened. Mm-hmm. But that would make the fact that KD is not happy. I wonder what they said. I wonder what they would have said to him. They could have said, okay, well, listen, you know, you can't be demeaning another player like that. You can't make another player look bad. Oh, no, they strictly because they suspended Draymond Green for a game. Right. Okay. Okay. And why? Basically, it, they explained it as that's how they were kind of sweeping things under the rug. They didn't what let things the, like the, because Draymond didn't Draymond, do anything wrong except a stupid play. No, Draymond Draymond tore into Durant and was like, "We won without you. We don't need you." P- pretty much just went off on, oh, a, on after, the bench. On the bench. But did anyone hear this? The whole team heard it. Okay, everybody the team was there. Heard it, so we got suspended. It was all internal. Okay. Yeah, they suspended Draymond Green, but they never addressed it with like they never let the two guys talk hash it out they just came out and said we're suspending draymond for being detrimental to the team so why did kd have issues with that he didn't like that he had issues because he was like what's the suspension gonna do like we're still not good why don't you just let us figure it out but they can talk whenever they want they're fucking adults my point exactly where like why aren't they fucking adults why aren't they just figuring this out they need someone to tell them to go talk, like a, like a daycare. I think Summer, who's three now, that's what they do. If a kid threw sand at her, which happened, I'm assuming right? that they spoke to both of them. Right. And, and so Draymond's saying that they fucked it up. KD's saying that like it wasn't handled properly and they fucked it up. I'm like, you two are are are, are grown men. Why don't you figure it out? How are you going to well, blame other, other people for an incident that happened between those two guys... And not resolving it. Are you telling me how many games were left? I I think it was like 20-ish games in in the season. You're telling me over the span of over a month, you guys couldn't talk and figure this out? KD just, I don't, I don't get his vibe, man. I don't, I don't, I've always said it on this show that I just don't really get him. I feel like he's sensitive. I feel like he's, 
you know, those fake Twitter accounts, always responding to people. I don't know. Is it immaturity? Is it, uh, I don't know. Adults do it. This beef happens all the time. We talked about this last week. One re- player records his teammate yeah. revealing that he's cheating on her. And yet that? they seem to be fine. Are they, were they? I thought he got traded or something after that. Oh, did he? That was Nick Young, right? Nick, Nick Young? Nick Young, and we never figured out his actual right. name. That's his real name. No, oh, you what, mean? what he calls himself. Oh, P. Sweezy, no? I P. don't Sweezy? think it is P. Sweezy, and I, I, I almost don't want to Google it because I don't want it to show up in my recent searches. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I thought about this last episode. Nick Young name, okay? I'm, I'm Googling should, it right now. You should go nickname. Is that him? He looks like the... Oh, yeah. I didn't have to. It was the second fucking result. P, Swaggy what, P. Swaggy P. Where did, where did I get P. Sweezy from? Jesus. It's kind of the same thing, but backwards. <laughs> I don't get how that's an actual nickname. Is he still in the NBA? No. I would say he's not. No. He last played three years ago. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. See you later, buddy. Bye. Anyways, I just thought it's bizarre. Like I, I can't that, believe that seems like it could be a cop out too, Beach. I mean, I Katie feel like was, it's a massive cop out. I feel Katie it's like it's so easy. I, I, th- I don't think it's easy to play with. I don't think it's. I don't think any team can play with KD. Like I don't think he fits into every team. I really don't. No, no, I don't think it's a fit issue. He fits anywhere he goes. He's the best player he, in the league. He yeah, fits he's anywhere the best he goes. Player, but does he fit anywhere? He's on well, his third won- team in how many years? He's won two rings. Okay, because he went to the best team. Okay, let's go okay. to that. Okay, and go he, that. they would have won three, but what's what does fit mean to you? Like, I'm saying uh, that he doesn't seem like he's a lifer on any team. He doesn't seem like... There's always beef around him, I guess, is the big thing. If there's Katie's, always some beef around him. If Katie came out and said, I'm going to play my entire career with this one team. No, I take that back. That's not a big no. sign of... That's not what I mean. That wasn't a big. That wasn't a good point by me. What I'm saying is he always seems okay. to have beef around him. Well, yeah, okay. So you deal with Westbrook, who... Also, very difficult. <laughs> and then you're saying deal, because he deal, oh, and, because of who he's dealing with. And then he's dealing with Draymond, who... <laughs> <laughs> They're essentially and, the same annoyance. And now he's going to the opposite end of the spectrum and dealing with Kyrie. Well, now he's... The, yeah, no, but now he's the dad, right? Like, he's, he's the, the dad man. to Kyrie. He's the, he's the dad to Harden. These, those it's kind of yes. like, in Golden State, though, it was like this. When LeBron went to the Heat, didn't matter what LeBron did, he could have won the Heat eight championships. They were going to love Dwayne Wade more. Dwayne Wade was their, was their guy from day one. It didn't matter. Deservingly, the Warriors, so. Deservingly so. For sure. And then the Warriors, didn't matter what KD did, Steph Curry's always going to be their guy. Always, always, always. So in Brooklyn... KD can be whoever he wants. KD's not connected to any... I'm sorry. Brooklyn's not connected to anybody. KD's so going to... If he brings yeah, him a championship, he's going to be loved there. And if there is loved. beef this year and he wants to leave at the end of this year, then you'll agree with me, right? If something happens this year and he says he wants to leave or he some big drama comes around KD this year after this season, will you side with me that he's a difficult teammate? No. I but won't. that would be three teams in a row where he's had a very awkward departure or a very awkward run in. Yeah, but he's been very successful on all those teams. Yeah, but so is LeBron. But he's not necessarily the most fun to play with. What I'm well, saying is, I get though. your point of Oklahoma everything. City. He dealt with Westbrook. That's a pain in the ass. 
Now Draymond, I can't even look at him without getting irritated. I hear you. <laughs> he's on a team now where he's kind of, okay, everyone around him is going to be a yes man. They're going to do what he wants. Fine. What I'm saying is, hypothetically, if there's beef during this season, mm-hmm. then it tells me, okay, this guy looks for trouble. This guy seems to bring on trouble, seems to bring on beef. How about I'll, I'll go that route and say, if it happens again, then like, okay, maybe we should, maybe we should consider looking at it. I think the only beef that will happen is that Kyrie and Harden might dribble too much, and that might piss them off. That's the well, only then thing. If I the fact that happening. that comes out, that shouldn't that that shouldn't come out. If that stays in the room, that's that should stay right. in the room, right? right? Right. But if it comes public, I'm going to put it on him because yeah, if he brings fine. it public, that's beefy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's the leader. I get that. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Cool. Well, I mean, chances of that happening are slim, but if it does, then it's like okay, well, maybe there is a flag here. Right. Um. I think this is an important one, but uh, Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. who you know, she grossed over three hundred million dollars last year. Highest paid, highest highest paid athlete, highest paid female athlete last year, Damn. over three hundred mil with uh, winnings and endorsements. She came out, and you may have seen it. It was a couple weeks ago. She said that she would donate all of her winnings at the Western and Southern Open to the Haiti earthquake where hundred people, hundred, hundreds of people, hundreds of people died at the earthquake in Haiti. And she came out and said, you know, I will donate whatever I win to there. Now, unfortunately she lost in the third round. The winner would have gotten 250 K a quarter million U S. So considering she lost in the third round, she let's say got, I don't know, 75 to hundred K. So she just boom, kicked that over to Haiti. No questions asked. How do you feel about that? I feel like this is a trick question. I think. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me add the second part. It's absolutely okay. not a trick question. It was a, okay. it was more of a shout out to Osaka. And I still consider her one of the most boring athletes that currently <laughs> plays sports. Uh, that's just me being honest. But I also think she's one of the greatest humans that is currently playing sports at the same time. Okay. Her personality is a complete. Uh, it's a train wreck. From I can't. I can't watch it. It's it's tough. It's uncomfortable. And yeah. uh, when you watch the documentary about her, it'll explain it. She was pretty much trained to keep her head down and play tennis with her sister for eight to 10 hours a day. That was her life. And her dad didn't talk to other dads, didn't talk to other parents on the tennis court. And that just rubbed off on her. She goes, okay, I'm. he's not talking to anybody. We're not going to talk to anybody. So she's a massive introvert. It's her and her sister, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I know why it's happening now. Uh, so I get it. It's still just, it's a little bit hard to watch. It's uncomfortable, but she's smart, smart, smart. When she answers, she answers with thought. She doesn't use cliches. Uh, and the other day a question was asked to her, uh, along the lines of, and I didn't want to bring this up, but I will along the lines of you always say that you don't want to talk to the media and you find them kind of a distraction and, uh, kind of not irritating, but you find them to be intrusive in your life and a distraction, and you don't want to do press conferences. But how about the fact that the media has kind of made you what you are today? They've You've made a lot of money because of media. You mm-hmm. use social media to get your presence out there. You use us to become, to, to get yourself out there and market yourself and brand yourself, but you also saying you don't like us. Can you elaborate on that? I'm obviously butchering the exact quotes. Um, so she asked him to repeat the question, and then when he did... She tried to answer and then she paused 
and she started to sob. And then she kept sobbing, and then her PR person stepped in and was like, okay, I'm afraid she needs to take a break. And she stepped off, and I don't think she came back. So it's just a, it's just a long-winded way of me saying, like, we have a very, a very brilliant, successful, misunderstood female athlete on tour, and she is the highest paid athlete out there. Is this not a confusing situation? Like, is she still a role model if she, well, no, she's, that's not even the question. I guess my question is, do you think this is a good thing for sports to show that she's human? Yeah. Like think I about think it is. Serena. It was Serena. This girl is nothing like Serena. I've seen Serena have meltdowns. I mean, I think it's different though. I think Osaka has that she does give a she cares what people think whereas in Serena does not give a fuck about what people think Serena's chip is much larger than Osaka's I haven't seen the documentary that you're talking about but I it's think they it's hard to watch so I, I think they were both they were both raised differently and they they as much as they both were card they're both incredible athletes Serena just has that like I don't give a fuck what you think like I'm I I don't I really don't care what pisses Serena off is how unfairly the female athletes are treated compared to the male. Did you see Med, uh, Medvedev? Did you see what he did recently? No. No? He kicked a camera because he ran, ran after a ball. He went to try and hit the ball. The camera stand was in his way, and he hit his wrist. After the point was over, he kicked the camera... The ump came over, I think gave him a warning. And Medvedev <laughs> argued with him. Was like, I almost broke my wrist. I almost broke my wrist. I almost broke my wrist. Listen, before you And continue, was a complete, I complete dick the entire time. Went back to his chair, asked for a lengthy tom out to get his wrist looked at. And then it was undone and over with. If that was Serena, what do you think would have happened? Oh, you're trying to get at the fact that she'd be suspended? You think? She would have been, she would have lost a point, probably a set, whatever, like the, the protocol is. You lose it, you get a warning and then for you lose sure. a point. Yeah. So it's just. I, anyways, I don't want to believe that's true. I'm getting off topic. I Sorry. do not want to believe that's true. I really don't want to believe that's true. You know it's true though. You've seen it. You've seen it. Well, Serena's been fined and suspended for reasons that seem warranted. She threatened to kill a ball person. Allegedly. Did she though? Allegedly. Okay. I mean, it's weird that a female, fellow female judge would walk up and make that accusation. That seems odd, but there's no proof, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. Her other suspension is, well, her outfit. That is a pure sexist move. I agree. Mm -hmm. To tell her that her outfit is not acceptable because it's too tight and revealing. <laughs> that's, but I'm trying to think in my head, you know, when I was listening to that episode, is, is there a chance that, like, if Pete Sampras came out in a fucking cat suit, would they let it go? Or would right. they be like, ah, uh, Pete... We can see your fucking, you can see your crotch, your ass crack. We don't want to see that. Sorry. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I hear you. Serena is great for the game. Role model galore. I think Osaka is a better role model because she shows human side. Serena has this that. wall. Serena has a wall. This doesn't phase me. This doesn't phase me. And guess what? She goes home and who the fuck knows how she handles it. She could be crying. She, she could, could be melting be. down. She could be mm -hmm. letting out her anger somewhere else. Osaka says... I'm mentally weak right now. Here's how I'm handling it. Give me some space. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really good timing to have a role model that 
is willing to be honest like that. So no, anyway, I'm good. With, I'm good for that. No, no, I, I agree. She's, I agree. A, she's an amazing person, but I'm telling you, man, poor girl, you can't watching her try to have a conversation is extremely uncomfortable. Very it uncomfortable. It makes now, me feel uncomfortable. It's tough to listen to her. It's tough to to watch her. Incredible athlete doing amazing things on the court, off the court. I, yeah, I, I, if I was the WTA, I was in charge of it. I would not have her doing interviews or press conferences. They show her doing modeling. She's modeling clothes. They have her in like aggressive makeup. We can tell she doesn't want to be there. She puts on this smile and like the second they say, okay, thanks. Like, boom, frown, straight face. Right. Get me right. out of here. Right. Anyway. I wanted to bring that up to, to say a shout out to her. You watch it if you can, but I'm telling you. I need to watch it. We watched two and it took us like maybe three weeks to watch two of them. It's it, You don't look forward to the next episode. There's no, you, you feel you feel bad for the girl. She's making hmm. 300 and some million dollars. And to be honest with you, I don't think she gives a shit. She doesn't give hmm. a shit. Anyway, that was my topic. What are we doing for, how are we doing for time here? 45. We've got about uh, 10 minutes. Okay. I have two small um, ones left. Very small. Yeah, I got a couple small ones left. So Lunquist Lunk retired after 15 years. Stanley Cup final. Um, a lot of regular season success, but not much success in the playoffs. Is he going to rem- be more remembered for his success or his pay- playoff failure? What do you think? Well, I'll say, to me, I remember him as a New York Ranger goalie for a long period of time, and he did really well. That's all I'll see him as. I don't know his stats. I don't know if he ever, I know he never won a Stanley Cup, but I see him as a really good goalie for the New York Rangers and only the New York Rangers. And I know he didn't win a Stanley Cup, but I know he was really good. That's it. That's what you see him as. Yeah. You? Yeah, just a regular season goalie. He's a really good regular season goalie. I mean, he, he was also a good dude. No bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. He was, yeah, you can't. You can't have any. I don't think you could have a knock. The only knock I would have on Henrik was that he never won the Stanley Cup. He didn't have very good playoff there, success. There's also the fact that he's like insanely good looking. That's another knock. I would say yeah. I would knock him down for that. Knock to be that good looking and, and to be that good looking and not win a Stanley Cup. That's a knock. Yeah, he did win an <laughs> Olympic gold medal with a very stacked team, which included Daniel Alfredson, one of our favorites. Um, but that was yeah, that was his like shining moment in his career yeah no he was he was a good keeper i mean i never sought him out to watch him i never chose him in a game i never he was never the best in the league he was up there but he was never the best he was never alone at the top right. you agree yeah i agree there was always guys that were probably a little bit there were guys that were better than him for sure um broder quick well that's the thing he had to play with those guys the whole time that's yeah that sucks yeah, but he's up there. Time. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, meh. That's kind of how I feel about that. I'm like, meh, <laughs> meh. Um, meh. Okay, my my quick one. Uh, a player who played for Tampa Bay. His name is uh, David Savard, I believe it is. He's been traded to the Habs. So he won with Tampa last year against the okay. Habs. Now he's moving. Now he's got traded to the Habs. Okay. I want to explain why media is sometimes a huge waste of time. Okay. Here is the heading. From him, a caption <laughs> that they've decided to put into a headline. Denny, David Savard has said the Canadians plan, are planning to return to the final and to win it. That makes what? me very, very... Okay. They were asked what? him. 
what are the plans for the Habs? This new Hab was quoted as saying, the Canadians are planning to return to the Stanley Cup finals and to win the Stanley Cup. Can you please tell me why that is a headline? It's That's called, infuriating. You know what it's called? It's called, it's the off season and they have nothing else to talk about. That's what it's called. We're going to try to bring it back to Montreal. That's the plan for next year. We're all planning to return it to the, we're all planning to return to the finals and win it all. I hope so. For fuck's Tell me, uh, you know what's more of a headline? If he says the opposite of that. <laughs> we don't well, expect it to make it to the final, and I don't think we have a chance of getting in there. So, so uh, Denis, what do you, how do you feel about your chances? Well, actually, not good. I mean, it's really hard to go to back-to-back finals. I've seen the players that we've lost, the players that we've gained, and frankly, I just don't think we're that good. And you know that whole... I think that whole you see how you said it? You explained why. You, mm-hmm. What would the headline be? Savard <laughs> claims Habs have no chance. <laughs> anyway, it's just a good example of stupid, stupid Was that from the Gazette? Media. The Gazette? No, what? it's from the score, sadly. Like, that's a legitimate what? source. That guy needs to have a talking to. Like, that's embarrassing. There's so many other things you could be talking about right now. What are it's, you doing? It's, it's, a, it's a waste of time. Yep, absolutely agree. Oh. Okay, I have one more, and I'll save it to the end. Go ahead. We're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, again, it's not long. Okay. Ha- it's a yes or no question, and then obviously we can elaborate. Have mm. you ever watched a t- non-playoffs, okay, regular season? Have okay. you ever watched a regular season baseball game start to finish? Absolutely. Plenty of times. Really? Yep. Okay. Have you ever watched a non-Yankees game start to finish? Absolutely. Explain why and how. Never change the channel. Never change the channel. Uh, Jay's first game, Jay's back in Toronto. I watched that game, front to back. Start to finish, three Start hours. Start to finish, three hours. Good for you. I can I can say that unless it's a playoff game, I've never been able to do that. Here's the thing. Baseball is amazing because you'll never miss anything. You can That's like, why you can leave and come back. Like, Why would correct. you watch all the minutiae? Why would you then? You're so wasting like, your literally, time. I, I, can, I can read, I can... Work on whoa, whoa, whoa. Here podcast we go. material, and oh, I'm watching the game. Watching. No, the no, game's no, on no, the no. TV. It's okay, on the so TV. let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Mm, you are watching mm, every single pitch. TV. Yep. I don't like think anyone's game. ever done that. When you're watching no a hockey ever. game, Beach, I can tell you, you're not diddling. You're sitting down. You're watching. Nah. Basketball. Basketball. You're watching. You're watching. I diddle. I diddle. Not as much as fucking baseball. I can assure you. Probably but, not as much. I'm going to give you that for sure. 100%. But playoffs. Oh, I've watched tons front to back. And I'm talking like every pitch I couldn't miss. Oh, yeah. I'm running into the bathroom to pee as fast as I can to be back to not <laughs> miss a pitch. Isn't it funny how the same sport has ch- changes so drastically? Like you said, you're not going to miss dick all. If you leave for an inning and a half, nothing's going to change. Like a soap opera, no. when you miss it for two weeks, you come back. Everyone's still doing the same shit. Right. In playoffs, you can't miss a one and two pitch no, in the can't. third inning. You can't, you can't miss that. No. It's such a crazy dynamic to think that it changes that drastically. Just because what th- the game. What What do you think has a bigger uptake out of the four major sports from regular season to playoffs? Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be, gotta baseball. be baseball. It's, it's got to be. be, right? I Hockey, love there's quite a bit of an baseball. uptake. Like I could watch hockey regular season. But like to watch how intense they go in the playoffs, that get, that first game is pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah, I'm thinking uh, I would rank them as MLB would be the number one in terms of uptake. I agree. Uh, NHL would be two. Yep. I'd say football three, yeah. basketball four. I might put football, t- yeah, football might, three, basketball like seven, even though it's four. I'd say two and three are tied. I'll say two and three are tied. Basketball is, is last. Basketball is like last until the second round, I would say. No, the first half of a basketball game is meaningless, whether it's playoffs or regular season. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You don't true. have to watch the first half of a basketball game. That is not game. true. That is not true. Beach, playoffs, regular season, it doesn't matter. The first half score means nothing. That is All not it, true. If you're up by 10... All it means is that the team who's down by 10 will play a little bit harder, 10 points harder than the team who's up who will play 10, po- 10 points lighter. It's always it's the true. same. No, it's not. It's not. I wish we had stats on how many how many teams <laughs> winning at halftime ended up winning the basketball game. That would be a really cool stat. That would be a cool stat. I bet you it's not as as lopsided as you think. I, I bet you it's 50-50. It might be 50-50. So that's what I'm saying. The first half is just like a, eh, cool. <laughs> what if you're up by 30 in the first half? Oh, then it's got to be a 90, 99% chance you finish. <laughs> I, think the, I think the number is, like, if you see a seven-point deficit, you know you're like, all right, 0-0, zero, zero, second half, 0-0, zero, zero, right? But 10 is kind of that magical number of, oof, they're going to come back. A, you, we know they're going to come run. back in the third. You need to run, yeah. But you know it's going to happen, like a like a two nothing game in hockey. You know it's going to happen, right? Anyway, I was just curious mm. how that. I don't know how that switched so quickly, but that's no, all. But that's you, all of mine. You brought up a you brought up a good point. Like baseball is so much more appealing in the playoffs. Uh, you know what? For me, playoff baseball in Yankee Stadium is like, and I know you hate the Yankees, but no, playoff, but I'll watch every. I'll, I'll watch every pitch. Right, like especially it's, if it's cold. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, it's the best. Watching it's from like, the warm, my warm house, and they're freezing, and the crowd's <laughs> freezing, but they don't care. I think that's better. I love it. Watching the crowd not care about how cold it is. That's what I like. You know, I was talking with uh, a buddy of mine, Mike, Mike here, and we were talking about. He had like a moment uh, on the golf course where, and he's he's a pretty good golfer. Where like he had a he, one swing, he just like had a hitch in his swing, and he had to like slow down, and then like he was finally able to hit the ball, and he's like, yeah, he's like, kind of had like a mental block, and I was like, I was like that reminded me of Chuck Knobloch, and uh, he just like died laughing. He's like, he couldn't throw to first base, right? And I'm like, yeah, he had like a mental block, he couldn't throw to first base. Do you remember that? I do. I remember. I can't picture it, but I remember they talk about it often. Actually, a lot of pickouts, a lot of pickoffs. They, they. I've heard it come up. Why pickoffs? Well, isn't that what you mean? Throwing to first base? No, he was a second baseman and he couldn't throw to first base. Oh, I'm confusing it with something else. Yeah, how Chuck Knobloch was how like an all-star. I'm picturing. I'm going on the tangent of like you know how pitchers can't throw to first base. John Lester, John Lester was couldn't throw to first base. That was because they can throw like a laser point 95 yeah. mile an hour down the pipe and they can't throw a law ball to first. He had a mental thing as well, and guys were just running on him taking massive leads on him. And, Lester, Knobloch, and Lester's a lefty too, if I remember correctly. Right? He can see but the fucking bag. But that is more, like that actually, that's a further distance. But to not be able to throw to first base from second, like not from second base, from but from the second plate position, second base position, sorry. 
It's not like the fact that you have a dirt alley, it helps you center the ball. Like it's guides the ball there. It's not that hard to I do it. I just remember teams being like, hit the ball to not block, <laughs> run to first. And it's, yeah. So how did he become? How did he become a successful player? How? Well, for years he was fine. He was good. He could throw to first. He literally woke up one morning and he could not throw to first base. So how long did they realize that? How long did it take them to be like, okay, you're moving to the outfield, you're moving to third, you're moving <laughs> they anywhere? Were, I think they were moving him around everywhere because he was actually a decent hitter and he could get on base, but like they just couldn't hide him. And teams knew it. Like teams were literally like bunt to second base. <laughs> And he's there, like, and like, in the dirt, <laughs> like, <laughs> legit. You know how they like a confidently a shortstop will double pump? Yes, he's just like six pumps, seven pumps. Ah, uh, I gotta eat it. I'm not gonna make it there in time. I gotta, I gotta eat it. I'm gonna send you a clip after this. Like, it's it's incredible to watch. I I just was like, you watch it and you're like, throw the fucking ball, just throw it, and he's just like. Eh. <laughs> Just I don't think pump, I've ever seen pump. this. I don't think oh. I've ever seen it. Okay. Oh my it god! If it's if it's in the same boat as uh, Kendrick Perkins trying to uh, <laughs> pass the basketball, then I'll be I'm, I'll be I'll be happy. I'll be really happy. That Kendrick Kendrick Perkins highlight reel. Oh my god! Uh. That's my last one. Beach all done. Oh, we made it another episode. You know what would have been cool? <laughs> this is episode twenty five. <laughs> we almost had episode twenty four on. 824 that would have been cool oh that would have been cool shit but yeah it wasn't meant oh. to be well we'll talk to our producer that's the kind of thing that he should be on <laughs> yeah like the I kind agree. of stuff that he that's that's kind of his job i agree i agree that and to well, show up once once more more than twice <laughs> well well i'll take us home jay thank you everyone for listening please uh check out our tiktok page we got no, some great content no, on there john no. doesn't support it no but, that uh, hasn't been approved that hasn't gone through <laughs> approval please check it out Please check out Instagram. Do not check out, don't check out Twitter. Our beach. Twitter, our Twitter page is pretty quiet. Um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support for those of you listening. And until next time, we will talk to you then. And please always remember that Black Lives Matter. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.